Welcome to Dynasty Theory, your source for everything Dynasty fantasy football. With your hosts, John Bauer. I'm looking to sell everybody price dependent. Dan LaMagna. Too much dysfunction in Cleveland. And Mitch Sorensen. Well, it's hard to compete with excellence. Yes, Tuesday night. I'm not even on the screen there. Tuesday night, this is Dynasty Theory. I'm John Bauer. Of course, we have Dan LaMagna. What's going on, Dan? Gentlemen, there's a lot to root for going into fantasy football playoffs this week. And, you know, we're all doing the math on the Discord. And this this has turned into the best season I think I've, I've, I've had. 13 for 13 dynasty playoffs. Two for two home leagues. Coincidence? Best- I think not. There's there's something going on with all the all the work that we're putting in. You know, we got some best ball playoffs coming up. Scott Fishbowl, uh, it's, it's really coming together. So just a credit to our show, all the conversations we've had, our Discord, all the you know all the work that's going on there, and the the 14 week grind that that we are still on. And and we're just getting started. We're not even close <laughs> to for this journey to be finished. Right? I can I can I can see it on the horizon. Those dollar signs, I see it. Those titles, those championships. What's going on, Mitch? What's up? Speaking of journeys, Dan, going into next off season, how many journeys are you doing with draft picks? Do you have like a single draft pick on your thirteen teams? It's a good thing that thirteen teams are going to playoffs, and I'm hoping just you know a decent percentage of them cash. Um, you know, I've got some draft picks, Mitch. Okay. I, I think I have one up. first out of thirteen leagues. I've I've got a couple seconds and some thirds, but That's yeah, not, not 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 a lot, not a lot. That's okay though. I've got a plan. He's got a plan, and that involves manscaped. I'm sure. This week's episode of Dynasty Theory is brought to you by Manscaped, who is best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 6 million men worldwide. Manscaped, exclusive offer for you folks, 20% off, free worldwide shipping, code theory20 at manscaped.com. And Dan, if your plans do involve Manscaped, please just keep it to yourself. We don't need to know about all that. TMI? Okay. TMI. Uh, Lawnmower, weed whacker. Remember, manscaped.com, take care of yourself. It helps us out. Show your support for the Dynasty Theory team by taking care of yourself. Code Theory 20. All right, guys. We got a lot going on. A lot going on tonight. And Mitch, you and I talked about this on the pivot point a little bit over the weekend. It's kind of an interesting part in the Dynasty season because it is so redraft focused. We're in the playoffs. We're hunting for championships. We're looking at cash. And a lot of the... The theory, for the most part at this point in time, there's a lull in in the conversation, right? But we, we want to, we're always trying to provide something actionable and provide takeaways that our listeners can go out there and and try to, to accomplish and see what they can get done. So tonight we do have a lot we want to discuss. Uh, getting away from the last 14 weeks where it was the takeaways and opportunities still that to an extent but really now we're looking ahead to the next three weeks so as opposed to a takeaway it's the three-week look ahead if you will so we want to hit on playoff strategies end of season trade targets kind of getting us ready and getting us over the hump to put us in a position to win some titles so mitch i want to start with you one question that came up in the discord again 
click the link in the episode description. If you're on the podcast feed, the YouTube channel, it's five or 10 bucks a month, depending on what tier you're looking to get into. We have a fantastic community. The rest of December is free. Sign up. If you don't like it, bounce. And we'll refund you for December either way. It's a win-win. It really is. All right. So, Mitch, finally, my spiel is okay. over. Okay. A question that came up heading into the playoffs, and we're setting lineups for week 15, okay? Mm-hmm. Is there anything, like, it's tough because we're in so many leagues, yep. but is there anything that you're really focusing on just from, like, a lineup setting perspective and maybe you're doing differently uh, heading into your matchups in week 15 so you didn't get the buy, depending on how you stack up against your opponent? So I had a hard time thinking about this one, right? Because it's kind of, it's going to be very based on what your opponent is. But one situation that I do look at, and I've asked you guys about this question in the past, and I think you both disagreed with me on it. Let's say, let's, for whatever reason, you have to pick between CeeDee Lamb and Amon Ross St. Brown this week, right? Let's just say somehow one of them is going to be on your bench. But the opposing team is starting Jared Goff. If that happens... I'm playing Amon Ross St. Brown every single time because it limits the upside that I know Jared Goff is going to have. Same thing if they were starting Dak Prescott, I am going to start C.D. Lamb because I know that if Dak scores a lot, more than likely so is C.D. Lamb. Yes, John. Luckily, I had this dirty paper towel on my gr- the, the floor here in my very professional office. But let me ask you, though, you're going into week 15 or even week mm-hmm. 16. So mm-hmm. let's say you had to you had to play in week 15. You advance okay. to the semifinals. Now you're matched up against the number one seed. You are a dog. You're an underdog. You're going in. You look at the projections. It's 170 to 140, okay? In that scenario, do you want to limit Jared Goff's upside by going Amon Ross St. Brown because that caps your upside to an extent and then be a little bit more... Uh, contrarian, if you will, and go with CD Lamb and just hope there's a spike because you need only, only DFS wise. If my DFS brain is telling me, nope, Goff is gonna be bad this week, that means Amon Rossi Brown's gonna be bad, then I would play CD Lamb. But it's only if I don't like that matchup. If I like the matchup, then every single time I'm gonna be like, nope, I can make it so his quarterbacks aren't gonna beat my quarterbacks because I could play Amon Rossi Brown. Kev says, pro tip, chase that 50-point Evan Ingram game. Unbelievable, guys. I don't want to get sidetracked, but uh, Kev and I, I think we're the only two left in the Discord that are really on the Evan Ingram trade train. You know, trade is always on the mind. So painful. I I cut him in a redraft league, a home league at at some point. I've been like kind of just shuffling tight ends like you'd rotate defenses or kickers. And then DFS, like Jacksonville, just like ruined the slate if you were not on J- on Jacksonville. But that Evan Ingram game was unbelievable. Just in trying to decide, like Christian Kirk always seems to get his, for the most part, has that safe floor. Zay Jones, I know he dropped a few. Dan, you were cursing Zay Jones in the chat. And it, it always seems like it's it's one of those guys step up trying to figure out who, and then just that 50-point bomb. Oh, my goodness. But again, not to get sidetracked. So, but... Even if you do think, like, it's so tough. So it is still matchup, not specific to your opponent, but matchup based on who your players are playing against. Because, like, 
if I'm looking at it and I'm a big dog and you have Jared Goff going and I, I need something magical to happen, why not hope for the double whammy and Jared Goff underperforms and Lamb spikes? And we're just arbitrarily using the example that Mitch, I think it's a good uh, scenario. It's a good thing to think about. I, I don't know if it's necessarily like a, a do it all the time type thing. I, I think if, you know, Mitch is given a you know good example, hey, if all things are equal, I'm looking to, you know, just make my opponent suffer that every time his quarterback scores is going to be thrown to hopefully my wide receiver. So, but it's not all, it's not all things equal though. No, it's not, not a one size fits all. You're right. You're going in as a big dog here. Whereas if I'm a favorite and I like doing this in multi-copy leagues, especially if I'm a favorite and I have, you know, McCaffrey hurts, whatever. And I have a big advantage at those positions and I see Mitch has some guys that I have on my team. Then you take out those pieces and you match them up. So we both have Christian Kirk. We both have player B. So now it's my Hertz and McCaffrey versus your uh, Jared Goff and Joe Schmo. I love your underdog mentality there, JB, because because there is something to be said with that. But you got to be careful, too, because, you know, we're talking one guy out of a 10, 11, 12 man roster, depending on the, the league rules. You don't want to leave 30 points on your bench. You're going to need them. So you got to be careful. Play your stars. You, you uh, got to be careful. But, I, you know, I, so let, let's get out of that example, because I think there's another one here that, you know, if you have and I'm in I'm in deeper leagues, we're all in deeper leagues. Dan, if you have like a Jarvis Landry and you just know he's going to get you seven, eight, nine points. OK, and the league I'm thinking of, it's a 20 team league. No additional copies. Start 11. It's an absolute massacre of a league. Uh, going for my third point title in a row. I don't want to talk about that too much. Trouble brag. Knock on wood. I haven't won a title, but I'm going for another points title. Uh, or you have like that. I, I mean, this is a, I have Marvin Jones on that team. Like it, it, I think it's kind of floor versus ceiling where Marvin Jones very well might go out and get you zero or one point. Jarvis Landry getting you six, seven, eight, but Jarvis Landry probably not giving you that ceiling. Marvin Jones, we've seen those crazy games where he puts up two, three touchdowns. Yeah. I think in that case, I would like the underdog dog mentality and take chase the ceiling game. Because we're we're t- we're talking about the Jaguars and how it's different guys every week. Like no one expected mm-hmm. that blow up Zay Jones game, and no one expected um, a blow up Evan Ingram game. Don't mind me here. I got my son for some reason like FaceTime and someone in the family. My whole computer screen changed. <laughs> I was like, where'd everybody go? But um, so I would chase that ceiling game, and ultimately week to week, when you talk about those deep leagues and you know the Jarvis Landrys and the Marvis Jones, unfortunately with those two examples, that is really deep because neither of those guys have shown any signs of life. But I do try to like keep in mind that there are some guys that haven't produced in certain weeks, and sometimes it's because they've been on the injury report for a lot of weeks, and then all of a sudden they come off it, and out of nowhere they're they're good and relevant again. So it is good to still be looking for those gems. All right, so I'm just trying – we're trying to get people to think a little bit. Uh, Kevin there saying, just start your studs. Just start your studs. And I and this isn't well, – yeah, but that's a pretty boring topic if we just come in here and say start your studs. Can I say – and this is in, this has nothing to do, Kev. You know I love you, buddy. And I love the setup you got on your back patio when we do the, the, uh, the watch parties. I'm envious of it. But – and Mitch, you and I have talked about this before. When somebody says start their studs and boom, that's it. That's the blanket advice. 
I feel like it's always the easy way out. Well, I was going to start my studs either way. doesn't matter. And they went out and laid a goose egg. And there is no analyzing at that point and over tinkering as, as Kev said, not really any takeaway with that. Cause I'm just thinking, just thinking out loud here. Hey, last week, I think I a little bit went against it. So like Leonard Fournette, we, we know some of the shine is off a little bit because of white and there was some injury mm-hmm. stuff and Tampa's had some struggles, but he's still kind of one of your, your studs. You know, there's still volume in the passing game there. And I started Dante Foreman over him last week because it was supposed to be this smash spot. And maybe it's a little bit of the DFS mind that Mitch was talking about, but versus Seattle, who wasn't stopping the run. And I think it netted me like maybe two extra points. I, I was hoping for it to be a lot more, but I went against the grain, went with it because I was worried about Fournette's health risk and went against starting the studs. But normally I would start Fournette, but I at least didn't go with that mentality of blanket. I'm starting Lenny no matter what. And uh, I don't know, two points. I'll take it. Mitch, some of us here at Dynasty Theory are very mm-hmm. liberal with the phrase and term stud, I guess. <laughs> on, Lenny has had level. some stud moments, all right? Just like I said, some luster ago. has came off later this season. but Listen, if Dan LaMagna can keep up with you on the basketball court, you're not a stud in my book. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, he was too intimidating, I told you. I was playing defense on Dez, so I wanted nothing to do with Lenny. Yeah, and that's why Dez, well... <laughs> Did he even make it out of camp last year? Anyway, uh, so Mitch, the next part to this question that I have, and I'm sitting here, I I told you guys I just got home not too long ago, uh, went out to, to grandma's house, Santa Claus came by, and he was on the fire truck. It was great. But anyway, I'm thinking about this on the way home because I'm psychotic, okay? And the, the question here, Mitch, are there any specific start-sit decisions you have heading into week 15 that – there are to discuss, but then I'm thinking I haven't really set too many of my lineups yet. I haven't set a single lineup yet. And yeah, just like full disclosure, I've used the fantasy pros. Um, what's it called? Autopilot tool this mm-hmm. whole year on most of my leagues. I mean, I'd say 95% of my leagues I've used that and I'm going to use it mostly this week. I'll go in and make sure that I like the plays are there, but so far, I mean, it makes it so, I'm very bad at sit start decisions because I can't get out of my own way on certain things. Let's say I like Evan Ingram, right? Maybe there's another play that's just as good, but I'm so stubborn. I'll be like, I'm playing Evan Ingram no matter what this week. And that kind of takes it out of my hands to where I don't need to worry about it. And also using that tool, I have made zero mistakes as far as starting an injured player instead of starting uh, like a, player that's healthy <laughs> can and let me ask you because i have the i have that mm-hmm. the fantasy pros whatever i tried it for the first week and i was like nope i am so crazy i need to micromanage I everything i gotta put my lineup in myself mm-hmm. is there is uh and I, again i don't want to get too far off topic but let's say there's a sunday night player in your lineup mm-hmm. and they're questionable but like in your gut you're like this this dude's not playing do they keep him in if he's uh, in Amon Ross St. Brown? They do. And then yeah. sub him out of the last minute? They sub him out in the last minute. And there's been times to where, and usually happens on teams to where I don't have a lot of bench spots. Mm-hmm. It'll go like error submitting lineup. You need to adjust this. And I'll go in mm-hmm. there and adjust it myself. But yeah. Yeah, that's the thing that would get me, especially if I do have depth yeah. on that team. And then I'm, it's Sunday, Monday night, and I have no other options. Anyway, um, Dan, are the, have you set any of your lineups yet? I kind of, it's been a little bit of a routine on 
All right, so uh, the answer there is no. He's already lollygagging. Tuesday's on here to set my lineups, but it's really more just preliminary, just early week, first uh, scrub through, make sure there's no one on a buy. We don't have to worry about that anymore, but I would make sure no one's on a buy. If I knew someone was out in advance, I'm just getting them out right away, or if I don't think they're going to play. So I do a preliminary set the lineups, and then I'll go back once or two more times this week and then right before the games. Well, you know it's great all the way up through – kickoff on Sundays and for the Thursday game Thursday and this week Saturday we have three Saturday games in the Dynasty Theory Patreon Discord we have the Start Sit channel we're going we're going we're going you know I always love the guys in there that that post on a Monday for the next week I'm like can we at least wrap up this this week please but uh, you know, so we're all we're always chiming in there and adding our two cents, and sometimes it's worth no zero cents. Sometimes we think it's worth a dollar, but yeah. You know. uh, okay, end of season trade targets. And I wanted mm-hmm. to go both ways with this, guys. Uh, you know, I, I tasked you with name two players you're actively looking to acquire today for your week fifteen or sixteen matchup if you have a buy in week fifteen, and then vice versa. Like you got to get these dudes off your roster now. Because we know, and I I always want to do a show on this, like in a month, we know a ton of dudes are going to lose value. Mm-hmm. We know a ton are going to gain value because they're not we're not scoring points anymore. So going through a list like that, that's probably something we could do in the pivot point, Mitch. But I wanted to go through uh, some things like that. But before we get to it, I just wanted to get this out there. Four things that I'm looking at here. And Dan, Mitch, jump in if anything catches your eye. If you're thinking like, hey, I don't know about that, JB, or or you just want to agree. I mean, you can agree. It's not the end of the world. I know you want to agree with me. But the four things I'm really looking at, the cost to acquire, the remaining schedule at this point in time. Again, getting that redraft mentality. I know, I know. We don't like that word. Roster construction with league settings. And then the value in one month, like I just talked about. So does it make sense with my team build, with the way this league is, the scoring? Uh, does it make sense uh, paying a certain price for a player today when I know in a month their value, boom, it's it's done? Uh, and then with all that said, the remaining schedule, is it something that we can look out and project and feel good and confident that that player I'm acquiring is in fact going to make a difference. So just different things I'm thinking of, you know, I, I don't know, Dan, you're nodding over there, but what are your thoughts? Like just, those are just kind of like just quick thoughts I had pop up. I like that you're breaking it down. And, and I think that helps prevent making an irrational decision. You know, Hey, you're looking at your roster construction. You're looking at the end of the season schedule. What does it mean to you? And like the first thing I put before I listed players here was players I will still be happy with next year mm-hmm. <laughs> which which is kind of where you were going with it with a little maybe more analytics built in there as you're you know thinking of different factors that you want to no so, right, right there, that value in one month that's mm-hmm. it's the same thing pretty much yep do, I do not want to have regrets as long as I don't have regrets so this week you know we got through week 14 I, I take some notes and I even get a chance to put it in the show notes tonight JB but I, I was a little more heavier on the players I'd want to acquire for week 15 or week 16 versus players I want to trade you only get two of them both of you yeah. you get two hey I told you to pick two two that rule did not apply to me <laughs> I could do I have the mute button on this I've used it once and almost died because of it 
maybe two scenarios and then two players no, and then two, like two strategies or you know where to where to start here all so, right well dan dan hit me with this so all right you're you're and you might have gone a different way with it but i kind of broke it down if i have a week 15 matchup who are some players that interest me this week? And it has to make sense, again, from the cost to acquire remaining schedule, roster construction value once the offseason hits. And then guys that maybe I have an extra week to look ahead because I did secure that buy. So any way you want to look at it, Dan, start us off. So okay. players you are actively looking to acquire today. And Mitch, you know, Dan likes to keep a little close to the vest. I, I, you, guys, you guys have taken me out of my shell. I, I am full disclosure these days. And I'm glad we're talking trades because our, our friend of the podcast, uh, he was a, a guest on our show uh, a while back, JJ Zacharyzen. I keep hearing him talk about, uh, you know, there's no trade dead, There's no trades now in your leagues, but here's some players that, you know, I like. I'm thinking, JJ, where, where, where are you in the dynasty world? There, there's always trades. So, Week 14 ended, and now we're getting ready. Most leagues, this is playoff week one. Some leagues are a little bit different. So for me, JB, something had to change. You know, maybe we had Debo or Ramondre, or, or we're, we're concerned that, you know, we need to keep that lineup strong to compete and have a chance to, to win the money. So looking at the Debo injury, I look at an offense like the 49ers where targets are very concentrated. There's those few offenses where you just kind of know who's getting the ball. You take Debo out of that equation for three weeks, like CMC is obvious, but harder to acquire. Brandon Ayuk and George, hopefully George Kittle, I think are more acquirable and they're going to get the rock. And I just believe in that 49ers offense. So I would start with those as two guys that I'd be interested in acquire based on new information. You know, something happened next week, I think, to make them attractive to acquire. I have Brandon Ayuk here for my week 16 and 17, you know, you have your buy. And I have a lot of Brandon Ayuk and I, I'm not opposed to going on acquiring, acquire him now prior to week 15, but you can get him, I believe for like an early second plus a small piece. And if you're contending, you probably don't have an early second. And Mitch, I don't know why you're, you're chuckling over there, but I can already feel my blood pressure rising. Right? It's because, Oh, we may have got a trade offer today that included Brandon Ayuk. And I'm like, you know, that's a solid starting offer, and we would be trading away Ayuk in that league. And John was like, this is the worst offer I have ever seen in my life. It was, and then he's was telling me Tim. tonight you can get Tim. him for an early second. I'm like, wait, these things aren't matching up. What do they offer I, you for Ayuk? I, I think you can it get was him for – I, I, it, was, it was our guy Tim, and I say it with a monsoon of respect, but it, it, was, a, it was a big trade. It was a seven-player trade overall. But I, I do it. think – you can get him on the cheap from people. I, I I think the market's there. But week 16, he is Washington. Week 17, he is Vegas. There are several guys that I, I have highlighted and in bold on my sheet based on their week 17 matchup because I think they're going to be championship-producing assets this year. And that is that. my man. What was that? You should go get Christian McCaffrey instead because that's who I wrote down. Obviously, we all looked at the 49ers schedule. We're like, yeah, that's who we want. So I went with McCaffrey just because of what Brock Purdy has done to that offense. He's willing, you know, last week he had two weeks ago, I should say, he had eight catches. You know, last week he only had two catches, but then he comes off with 120 yards rushing. I think what Brock Purdy kind of does for that offense is a lot what 
um, Jimmy Garoppolo does. So I also have a price point on CMC that I'm willing to pay. I'm in the playoffs. I'm making a push. I'm giving you my late first, and I'll either add in Christian Watson or Traylon Burks. I have both of them on many teams. So you get the first, and you get – because he is going to be harder to get, and it's a wide receiver that I don't love, right? These wide receivers are all going to be passed up with the new rookies that come in here in May. So I'm willing to add in one of them on top of my first to secure that title. That's a strong strong offer. I like that. And I think the good thing about Mitch taking the McCaffrey side of the Niners versus maybe Ayuk or Kittle, I don't think there's a right or wrong, but how much ammunition do you have to trade depending on your Mm -hmm. draft picks, depending on the depth of your roster? There's some rosters where I don't have enough to get McCaffrey, Mitch. Mm -hmm. You know, realistically, like like I'm going to have to give too much to even help my playoff hopes. But I think I could attain an Ayuk or a Kittle potentially, mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes tight end premium, that may not be easy. So I might have to go in a different direction of tight end, but he hasn't been producing really like you would hope for George Kittle. So I'm just thinking now with Debo out, maybe they lean on him a little bit. The price to acquire versus production versus that value going into 23. I, I prefer Ayuk and McCaffrey to Kittle. Certainly. I think Kittle is priced still a little too high for the production you're getting, the the on-field availability, right? Because that is important. Uh, so th- those two guys would be ahead of George Kittle for me. And, Dan, you made a really good point about maybe you just don't – like, yes, I, I want Christian McCaffrey. Of course I want him to help push me towards a championship. But maybe I don't have – the assets or the ammunition available. And this is one thing that I have found for me personally. And Mitch, you saw this in 289, I think. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure, you know, I say you saw this, like you're like jotting notes, like, all right, JB's doing this. I'll try this next time. And you should, but I, I went through and I had a very deep roster and I, you know, I like to split up the high end assets. I like to minimize my risk that way because now if my if my higher end piece goes down, I'm not crippled throughout the season, and we have more information. We have health up to this point on Christian McCaffrey's side, so I have a team that has more depth, made it to the playoffs. Now I have the the ammunition, like Dan said, to consolidate and look to acquire those bigger pieces. So as opposed to the off season when I'm split them up, split them up, split them up, split them up into multiple pieces. Now I can consolidate and sure there could be an injury here during the playoffs and it could come back to bite me in the butt, but we, we know situations at this point, we know who we can count on, who's going to put us in the best spot. And we have a good idea and grasp of the playoff schedules and the defensive efficiency and who has an easier schedule. Whereas earlier in the season we can guess, but I think that's all that it is. And and one other thing here, and Mitch, you bring up McCaffrey, and everybody's probably thinking, yeah, it's an expensive piece. And it's probably going to be on a team that's also contending, right? But here's the thing now. This is such a unique time during the dynasty and fantasy season. When Mitch, when you're going out, and it's earlier in the season, week five, six, seven, and you're looking – to trade youth or draft picks for veterans or win now pieces, what teams are you generally look generally looking at in your the league? ones that are zero and three and zero and four and zero and five? 
That's exactly it. So now the pieces are off of those teams. But the beautiful part about this this uh, part of the dynasty season is, let's say we're in the semifinals. So the the fifth and sixth seeds are out. Well, that was Mitch. And he has Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey. But now he's out. So now you have more available trade partners, if you're contending, to go out there, throw feelers out, approach them and see what opportunities there are as opposed to blasting out offers to the bottom three teams 24 seven. And I see, what am I looking at here? Uh, Dan says, John just spoke a thousand consecutive. <laughs> yep. I, I had like one little nugget. I wanted to get out there, but I, I haven't had a chance yet. So just tell me when you're done, JB, not that again, Kevin agrees. Some very good points though. Anyway, you, you have more you have more opportunities now. You have more potential league mates. And uh, you know, don't sit there and think, okay, Mitch was contending. Now he's out of the playoffs. Go out there and revisit. Hey, Mitch, you, you don't have your future picks. You have aging assets. Guys, I am so hyped. I am so jacked <laughs> for this episode. And you're not gonna stop me. You're not gonna bring me down. It's playoff time, baby. All right, Dan. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Just, just a quick timeout. <laughs> You are right. Like the, the new teams come into the fray this week too in week 15 in these leagues where we're able to trade, which is great. There were teams that were in contention right up to this week and their their hearts got broken. And we saw a lot more trade talk in our in our chats um over the last you know 24 hours here. Now that teams were eliminated, maybe that's one of those teams that have Christian McCaffrey. You know, they weren't trading them a week ago, but they are this week. And you mentioned j- injuries, JB, uh, about 500 words ago. The, you know, McCaffrey, we do see him popping up on the injury report every week with the knee. And I think he's fine. He's playing through it. You know, we're watching the game. He's getting a lot of catches. He's running hard. So I don't think it's a concern. Like, I think the volume is going to be there. They're in it to win it. But Jordan Mason, if he's for some reason on your waiver wire, mm-hmm. I would get him. If you have McCaffrey, I would 100% have him as your handcuff because there is that chance of injury. And now Debo's out. So, I mean, there's a, he is the backup. And if something does happen, I hate to see someone's season go down and you have an easy handcuff there with Jordan Mason. He looks very good in the games for the Niners. All right, Mitch, we'll start with you this this round. <laughs> uh, we're going to miss Christmas at this rate with how I mean, much really, I'm talking. We might. Uh, the playoffs will be over by the time we get through one more player. 30 minutes, one player down. All right. All right. All right. Good, good job. Good job, guys. We keep it going like we always do. But you guys are going to hate this one. James Conner. I don't like his schedule. He's playing the Broncos and the 49ers in the upcoming Oof. weeks. Oof. But the reason why is because of what that offense is going to be with Colt McCoy at quarterback. Kind of the same reason why I went with Christian McCaffrey. It's he's going to get a lot of dump offs. He might only get 30 or 45 yards rushing, but if they get in the red zone, he's going to be the one getting the rock. And I think his floor is really safe for what his price point would be. And I'm thinking that you can honestly get him on a lot of teams. P- people like Wandale, someone like that. Um, any wide receiver that's been injured that has a little bit of hype, I think Alec Pierce would be a really easy trade mm-hmm. as well. Um, but the reason for that is like running backs are kind of scarce right now. I mean, they're really rough unless you know, all of a sudden you had J.K. Dobbins come back in and looking good for a one week. But <laughs> did you see that last week? He did look good, look good. I'll take the L on that one. But I think James Conner is just a very good, cheap running back who actually is in a really good spot moving forward, even if the matchups look a little bit tough. Yeah, looking at it, um, 
you know, looking at the the DLF splits app, I haven't mentioned this in a few weeks, but we are still a proud member of the DLF family of podcasts. I'm no joke. When I'm editing every episode, I sit there and think, I didn't mention it again this week. <laughs> what am I doing? Uh, but using the splits app there over on, on DLF, there there's eight games with Kyler Murray, two without. Well, actually, let's go. Oh, Colt McCoy, because that's that counts partial games too. Um, so Colt McCoy, when he is when he plays, mm-hmm. James Connor so far this year is averaging 20.1 PPR points per game. Woo. 12.1 whenever it's Kyler. Well, that I mean the better quarterbacks in, then all of a sudden he does better. That's gonna help. Well, here's the Dan big- actually said that last week. Here's here's the big thing, and it does make sense with James Conner. With Kyler Murray out, you're getting fewer rushing attempts from the quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. So, of course, James Conner's rushing market share is higher, and actually his target share is a little bit higher, too. Oh, yeah? Which makes sense. So it goes from 10% to about 12.5%, but you're getting almost 70% of the rushing market share. So we go into those buckets that I talked about to to start this segment many, many moons ago, and it's cost to acquire. I think James Conner checks that up uh, Wandale in a, a early third, maybe. Yeah. Uh, like you that. know, like you said, remaining schedule. That one doesn't necessarily check the box, but uh, it, it all goes back to that cost to acquire and his usage. And he's the only show in town. If he's healthy They're they're not splitting that work right now. So, with Colt McCoy, I do think that's an interesting option. And I I, I want to make a mental note because I want to revisit James Conner whenever I go through my two players that I want to sell because I think one of them is going to be a good comparison, all right? Um, but, yeah, I think James Conner is fine because of his cost to acquire. Now, if, you're, if somebody's shopping him for, you know, James Conner plus a small piece for a late first, I'm not, I'm not venturing down that road. The price does have to be right for James Conner. Uh, Dan, who's a player for you? So the next player on my list, this might be a controversial one a little bit. I don't know, but he was dead before this last weekend. Absolutely dead. And then when he was finally healthy and the volume was there, I mean, Jerry Judy, guys, he's talented. He's super young. There's reason for hope. Like, I could not, and I tried to move him last week, and I got responses like, I don't want anyone in Denver. I have enough Judy shares on my roster. I don't like Judy. I don't think people would have drastically changed this because he had one decent game, despite the little semantics or behavior issues that were around this last game. But they said he's not going to be suspended, so that's good. You Um, you, you know know what? I thought he went a little, honestly, I thought he went a little over the top, and he, he certainly, it looked like he bumped the referee. Nothing violent, of course, but it's about freaking time we saw some some fire out of Denver. No, agree, and, and I think that's a lot of pent up just frustration from Judy. Like he is a talented guy, and he finally got some volume and finally made some plays, and and he is talented. I mean, you watch him run routes. I mean, he, he so he's young and I think attainable. And if I want just I need receiver help down the stretch, that that's a guy I would target. And again, going in that category too of guys I would like next year. Hoping a little bit that Denver does something to, to to get better and get Judy going again. We're thinking on the same wavelength, but you know, I went the other direction. I went Cortland Sutton. And for Judy and Sutton, listen, I know, I know, I know. I don't want him next year though, John. Just hold on. The value is gonna keep going down. 
Hold on, hold on. Let me get you guys a word haven't in. learned. I'm so sad. Wait, do you do you like how I say let me get a word in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the the you look at and this is what we do in the pivot point, but compare my tiers to KTC, DTC, uh, Fantasy Calc, you know all these different sources of data, and Sutton's not far removed from Mooney in price. Rondell Moore plus a small piece, Josh Palmer, Alec Pierce, Dobbs, and I know I know Mitch. Save it, save it, save I'm it. I'm not saying anything. Listen, it's the holiday season. I don't need to get all worked up over here. But <laughs> you you look at the matchups too. The Rams in Week 16, the Chiefs in Week 17 again. Uh, but I think it does come down to, and as sad as this is, is Russell Wilson going to be available? And he, I, I think he should be. But is there a, a thought we talked about with Stafford and look what happened? Just shut shut him down. Who cares? Yeah, it doesn't matter quarterback wise, anyways. I know, I know, I know, I know. But it's true. Uh, That's the thing. Listen. The the kitchen was open last week, guys. It was. It was, it was open for once. For once, uh, they they he came out of retirement and decided to play a little bit. But yeah, Jerry Judy and it wasn't and and Greg Dulcich too. Yeah, but uh, again, for for Dulcich and Judy, I think the price to acquire versus the the schedule and. Hello, uh, JB. Act like Mitch will get him worked up, like he doesn't do it to himself. It's a lot of self-inflicted uh, rise in blood pressure. But the, the the value in a month, you don't, Dan. You don't think, and this is a big if at this point in time. You don't think if if Cortland Sutton goes out and they're able to do something week 15, 16, 17, and eighteen. You know, obviously, it doesn't really have a an effect on us as fantasy managers for the most part. But people are still watching those games. It does have an impact on his offseason value. You don't think he he could rise a little bit in value from where he is now? To me, it's dynasty, and I'm looking at age. You know, age ceiling. I, I just don't feel it as much with Sutton as I do Jerry Judy. You know, I'm not saying he's a dinosaur and ancient Cortland Sutton by any means, but he's not 22. I think there's just more shine on Judy. I think I think Judy's. I've always there been is- high on Judy. You know that. There is more shine on him. And again, that's when we start to look at the price to acquire. Which they're, is very low right now. It's a heck of a lot higher than Cortland Sutton. But I don't want Cortland Sutton again. I didn't want Cortland, <laughs> Sutton, Cortland Sutton going into this year. But you're not paying want him the next same year. price. My, that's my point. You're not it's paying not the same price. more, though. Again, I could I could have moved Judy for a bag of peanuts a week ago. That sounds like a you problem. <laughs> that sounds Maybe. like a you problem. <laughs> Uh, can I rattle off a few guys here? Two. You got to keep taking turns, though, JB. I've got more guys, too. All right. Oh, let me see. I think Mitch has one more guy, too, doesn't he? Or no, I've done two. They're more the rules. But, but, the, okay. but our, our listeners might need some more options, Mitch. All right. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to knock this guy off the list. We've mentioned him before, so I don't want to bring him up. I'll keep him. I'll keep him. All right. I have four. I have four that I want to I wanna acquire. <laughs> And, and I'll do it quickly. So week 15, if you have a matchup and, you know, quarterbacks, even the ones that we are sitting here looking at our roster and they were backup quarterbacks that, hey, we can use Purdy. We can use Huntley, Mike White, you know, pick it if push came to shove. Well, now all these guys, we don't know what's going to happen here 
in week 15. You have Matthew Stafford. He's on IR. Uh, you have Russ, even though you did not want to put him in your lineup at any point this year. Uh, maybe he's going through the concussion protocol still, and he's out. Week 15, if push comes to shove and you need a quarterback, all right, and this is I need a little uh, graphic, JB's gross pick of the week, and like a vomiting sound, like we need that. For a 23-fourth in a 12-team super flex league, <laughs> it's a monster one, JB. It I, didn't is. Know, I didn't know. I didn't know you make Russell these type Wilson. of trades. But li- um. listen, how long? Like we're we're in, we're we're battling for in, in the playoffs now. And look, I just talked about Brock Purdy, uh, Huntley, Mike White. That we're talking about dirt cheap options and options that were on waivers. Uh, Andy Dalton against the Atlanta Falcons in Week 15. Push comes to shove. If if it gives me a, a chance to win, I will I will throw a fourth out. And I know it's not sexy. In fact, it's rather disgusting. I love I, those kind of trades. But you normally make fun of me for like, you know, getting excited about fourth round pick type trades. Well, listen, listen, listen. We we can go out. Okay, go go acquire Patrick Mahomes. Go acquire Josh Allen. But maybe, maybe in a plus six minus four league with Andy Dolan. Boom, we find Chris Olave, Jawan Johnson back in the lineup. We find him. You know what? We go back to Olave. We find him again. So we're getting three touchdowns, no picks, 250 yards against an Atlanta defense. I don't know about you guys, but I just got a 28 points there from Andy Dolan in this imaginary situation. <laughs> it's very good. Just so you know, John, in your long, in your very small rant, they're not long. Um, I actually did that trade. I traded Dalton for a fourth because my team was out of it. So I was more than happy to do it. It can happen. That that's fine. See, that is completely fine. You know, longer term value value in a month, nothing, but cost to acquire. It certainly checks that box. And sometimes it's those disgusting, those moves like that. Cause you just need Lamar and Huntley to come back. Uh, You know, I have Geno Smith on so many teams. I don't want to play him Thursday night against the 49ers. I would play Andy Dalton if I have him against Atlanta over Geno Smith against the 49ers. I went no part of that game on Thursday. So Andy Dalton, one of my guys going up against Minnesota, the Chargers and the Giants in weeks 15, 16, 17, a third plus a, a, a prospect, Matt Ryan. Nope, I'm out. Listen, listen, I know, I know. <laughs> but what quarterbacks, you don't, you moved your first earlier in a deal. You don't have the most depth in the world. You're Dan, okay? <laughs> you have your third and uh, David Bell or, you know, somebody. And Matt Ryan's sitting there on a team that finished in seventh or eighth place. You wouldn't explore that? You, you, no, that's good because that's the equivalent of the Brock Purdy's, the Mike White's. It really is. They had a bye week, the Colts. It gives them an extra week to fix some things and, and a lighter schedule. He's going to retire most likely or be a backup or out of a job next season. So if I'm looking to next year, I probably would rather the fourth and some lower level prospect just to – I think that's a good idea, JB. I'll give you credit. I don't need your credit. I I, I don't need this <laughs> affirmation. Scrooge! Actually- humbug! 
the, for the guy that makes fun of me for making these little trades, I give him credit because he's surprising me with, with, with wanting to make them now. And then, he, you know, I'll be getting Listen, back to Cole and I, I am clawing in leagues to make to the semifinals. All right. Just Anything like goes, Al said, inch by inch. Hey, John, <laughs> after you're done naming your two more players, I have a question for you. Just keep that in mind when you're done. All right. Uh, Derrick Henry charges Houston, Dallas week 17 is going to be rough at these next two weeks. Oh my goodness. Houston week 16. He's going to get you into the finals by himself. Last time he played Houston, he had 219 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Then my other one, my last one, Hold on, before you switch off Henry Dallas may not be as rough as you think. They lost the big run stopper that they traded for from the Raiders last week in that game. He's out a few weeks uh, with a pectoral injury. So I got to see if Dallas could stop the run. There we go. I like that even better. I would trade Damian Pearson a small piece. If you're not contending and you have Derrick Henry, you're going to think about that. I'll do, I did it a couple weeks ago. I'll do it today. Najee Harris for Derrick Henry straight up. Rashad White, maybe in a late second. Give me Derrick Henry. 23 second in Khalil Herbert. I think that could be, that could get somebody's uh, juices flowing on the right day. Mitch, what are these faces? <laughs> that man? would be a great day. Uh, if I could trade a second in Khalil Herbert for Derrick Henry, <laughs> yeah, I would go buy a lottery ticket immediately after that. Yeah, you might be a little low on that that example. The rest were good, though. I, I see where you're going. I do. Going with the it. rest of them were very good. Maybe I was a little overzealous there. I'll kick back so, another small piece too. Okay. And then Michael Pittman, Minnesota Chargers, Giants. Uh, his his cost to acquire for me in my mind is low. Remaining schedule nice. Roster construction, league settings, as long as it's not heavily favored toward in and, and reduces the value of wide receivers where, you know, you have to start more running backs or tight ends or whatever the case may be. And then value in a month, it's, it's going to go up. I'll, gonna, I'll, pi- I'll piggyback off your Colts there. And um, he wasn't in my notes, but I did go after Pittman in, an, in another league. I think I have a trade on the table there. So that buy low Colts model that you're looking at right now between schedule coming off the bye week, you know, give me Jelani Woods, man. You know, hey, if Evan, if Evan Ingram could go from tight end 15 to tight end three last wait, week. Wait, we have a comment from our guy, Greg. Whatever picks Dan has will go to acquire Jelani. One, I am on the quest for 100% Jelani ownership in my dynasty leagues. I'm somewhere like 70-some percent right now. Give, give me Jelani. The talent is there, man. I watched it in person. They are feeding Jelani, and he's only going to get better. Him and Pittman, JB, we want him next year. Yeah, and uh, for me, 24 first, and, and Jahan Dotson in a, a late second, I think that can get done in some spots. Deontay Johnson in a small piece. Th- those, are, those are some prices that I'd be looking to pay for Michael Pittman, especially if a team that's not contending. I know he's a, a, not an old asset, but, you know, those are the types of trade partners, obviously, you'd be looking to poach him from. All right. What's your question, Mitch? Yeah. You said you were going to get through those four players very quickly. How long do you think it took you to get through those four players, John? Five minutes and 19 seconds. Eight minutes. No, <laughs> no dead serious. We started at 39.52 on the show, and we're at 47.42 right now. I want to show was... word count. That was not eight minutes. <laughs> There's so many jokes that can be made right now. A little bit. It happens, you know. I, I no. It, well, but it, it flew by. It did. It flew by. Very but a lot of our too. listeners, they're listening at 1.5 speed. That's true. So now we boom. So we it was only four minutes that way. Yeah, John's so going to be on his stopwatch after the show. You know, we'll, we'll be timing it. 
All right, Mitch. Uh, Dan. 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 Some more. Yep. Oh, Dan, throw them at us. So these are just just a couple guys closing out. One more wide receiver. Is Donovan Peoples-Jones what we hoped Gabe Davis would be? Uh, he looked really good in that game last week. He's had a good season. He's flashed. If Watson continues to get better, just a buy-low wide receiver that you want next year that I really think is starting to come into his own. The volume's there. Browns are going to him. The only problem is the Browns' offense has struggled at, at the quarterback position, and, you know, it, it hasn't clicked like we hoped. But uh, DPJ looks really good. And then I, I don't think we've really talked to – too much running backs. Ramondre Stevenson, you probably still can't get him. I don't know if there is any luster loss after that terrible performance and injury. I would go after him. But if he is out for a week or so, Damian Harris should be back. Um, I just think you need running backs on a lot of our rosters. There's not as they're not as plentiful as the wide receiver position. And I think Harris could go somewhere else in the offseason, and then you got yourself a maybe a free running back next year. Guys, I'm so sorry. Four. I saw three more guys on my list that were below. I'm oh, not even kidding. Boy. Really quick. <laughs> Waiver wire fodder. If Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins are out, they got Kansas City, Tennessee, and Jacksonville. Chris Moore is a viable, deeper uh, option. As a wide receiver for, he is a viable, deeper option. Again, waiver You don't wire, want wa- them next year, though, JB. Come on. I guess waiver wire. I guess every, <laughs> I mean, there's a waiver wire show now? Jeez. I have my shuffle out. <laughs> This isn't even your show notes. Show notes are who you want. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Go ahead. No, I need to learn to only do half the show notes is re- what I really need to do. I need to be like, you know what? I know we have three questions. We're not going to get more through more than two. I'm not going to do notes on the second half anymore. <laughs> we are. Uh, Chris Godwin, I'll spend a late 23 first in a 12-team Superflex League. They're getting a little higher up. And then running back going against Indianapolis, the Giants in Green Bay, that Swiss cheese Green Bay defense in Week 17. Nobody wants him. He's old. He's decrepit. He's Dalvin Cook. He's going to provide you uh, a valuable return here towards the end of the season. Miles got, Sanders, you look at his Vikings Miles Sanders, dead. you look at his schedule. I'll move Miles Sanders after that big game. I think I could get that done in a one-for-one swap. And then Gabe Davis plus to a team that's not contending. Challenging JB. I can't even get a word in to support your good takes when you have one there, JB. Vikings are getting Darisaw back at, at tackle there too. So that line gets a little better. That should help Dalvin Cook. There we go. I got Kev saying, Oh God, no, JB. That could be about any of the players I mentioned. I need more context. All right. Mitch, very quickly, very quickly. <laughs> two players you're actively trying to get rid of now. You're not contending, you're out. All right, uh, Daniel Jones is going to be off all my teams. There's a lot of QB injuries for people who would want him. He's not good. He hasn't had – he's had over 250 yards passing once this season. He only has 12 touchdowns. Mitch, he's got nobody to care. throw to. I understand Nor no line that. to protect him. I completely agree. Is the, is the franchise going to care about that, though? That's my thing. They might. I don't think they are. And then second, Josh Jacobs. Because I think his value right now is high enough to where I'm willing to move him. Because here's the teams that he plays. The Patriots, the Steelers, and the 49ers to finish the season. I don't think you can name three harder teams to go against. And I don't have any faith that Derek Carr will be able to like to put up a lot of points against that. I say that, but I also thought the same thing with Houston and Dallas last week. And Houston somehow put up like 24 points against him or something like that. But just saying, 
I think Josh Jacobs is kind of at his ceiling right now as far as what we're going to see. So if I could move him off my teams, even on a contender, and I could get a first and I could put a depth piece in, that's something I'd be willing to do. I'm less concerned about the schedule, but I love that Mitch mentions how high his ceiling is. And that's something I've really adjusted in my game, especially over the last year, is really when they are at that high ceiling, have at it. Like, just guys don't maintain year after year after year. And then you'll move them for that ceiling. Mitch, and you get those pieces, you could probably trade back for them in a year. Yep. <laughs> you know? yep. just sell when you can. For me, it's going to be lightning fast. Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, boob, done. Dan, who do you got? Who are you selling? Like it. Debo Samuel, Gabe Davis. We're, we're, we're differentiating on the Gabe yeah. Davis one. But Gabe that's guys, so bad. I have seen Gabe move a few leagues today, and I'm like, they got that much for Gabe? I, I, I was a little bit surprised. So what, do you, what, what, what would you be trying to get for Debo, though? That's more intriguing to me. I moved him today. Now again, I'm I'm a playoff team. I, I I just don't want to wait three weeks. I want to you know have a chance to cash. So I moved Debo and Marvin Jones, and I got New Hopkins and my boy Kadarius Tony. So I, I like that there, one. That was interesting to me. There's some <laughs> risk, but I, I'm gonna. I still think Nuke's got more gas in the tank, and I'm still betting on Tony. Yeah. But I like it. Yeah, I, I I don't mind that. Any other names on your list, Dan? Just Gabe Davis, as I said. I just don't think it's there. I, I think Donovan Peoples-Jones is what we hoped Gabe Davis would be. So if I could go move Gabe and get DPJ and something else, which I think I can, I'm going to do it. Can I say, because this was a discussion in the Discord earlier today, Gabriel Davis was brought up, and I was like, okay. I, I want to go through some of these players. The dynasty theory, more the JB preseason projections that are included on the Patreon – I wanted to go through and see now, where did I put this? Where did I put this? I wanted to see where I had some of these guys compared to their actual production up to this point. And as you can tell, I'm stalling. I'm trying to find it. Can I just say Gabe Davis is a really bad Ted Ginn? <laughs> That's a good I one. That. I could see that. Where, all right. Where was this? Where was this? That Buffalo offense isn't what it was. Not that's not still very fantasy yeah. friendly, but to no, support Gabe Davis like we would hope. Mm-hmm. I had Gabe Davis at 12.18 PPR points per game this year. Mm-hmm. Preseason. He's at 12. That's freaking close, guys. Hey, that's our projection when they're that close. When they're that yours close, but... when they're bad. Yeah. Can you, it's almost time to do those again. Like, we're, we're right there. I know. Like we start to get the baseline and everything. I just love building all that stuff behind behind the scenes. And then Dan jumps in. He's like, "Yeah, I'm waking up real quick. I I feel this way." And then boom, I'm the accuracy champ. And I'm like, "You go to hell. You go to hell, Dan." <laughs> Final thoughts for the 185th time. Dan, hit us with your final thoughts. Two very quick thoughts. Week 15, we have the Thursday night football game and then three Saturday games before the Sunday slate. So just be ready to, you know, prepare for your lineups and scheduling so forth. Get those trades in before you hit three Saturday games. And then week 16, please start talking with your significant other now. Christmas Eve, there is a gazillion full slate of games at 1 p.m. And then Dallas and Philadelphia is on at 4.30. So normally I go to my mom's for Christmas Eve, and I have this conundrum right now because it's like playoffs, a gazillion games, and then Dallas. So I don't know what I'm going to do, but start your planning now. Wait, I, Dan, you're not looking too good. I, 
Do you feel cold coming on that's going to last about 11 days? JB, you're noticing something. Please. Yeah, you don't want to get anybody sick, especially <laughs> your mom. J- JB, I'm going to cut this clip out if we could after the show and share it with my mom. Not no, because Mitch's mom hates me already from a, <laughs> our, our live draft show two years ago. <laughs> I don't need Dan's mom to hate me, too. And I, I who knows? My, my, my mom probably hates me, too. I wouldn't blame her. Anyway, Mitch. What do you got for our listeners heading into week 15? Playoffs are here, baby. I'm just saying this because I'm selfish. Go thank your commissioners. Because every single one of these playoff things I'm talking about, the commissioners have to go in and set them up. So what I'm Mm -hmm. doing after this podcast, I told the wife, like, hey, sorry, I know we're recording tonight, but then I'm going to need like another hour after this because I have to go in all my leagues that I commish and have to set up fantasy playoffs. And she's like, that could be the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I'm like, I know, but I have to do it. Yeah. Um, oh, I have a final thought. I actually wrote this down. Hey. I completely forgot. Uh, I know Damian Pierce, they're talking about him being out one to three weeks. I, I would just avoid that backfield. Don't go out and get cute and try to pick up anybody, whether it's Rex Burkhead. They just cut Eno Benjamin. Um, who's the other one there? Oh, my goodness. It doesn't mind. matter. I, uh, You know, I'm a Dallas fan. I watched that game, and Pierce was making some plays. When he left that game, you just saw the drop off. Rex looked old, like they couldn't run the ball at all. Dallas owned the backup running backs. Dare, it's Dare Agumbawale. And I know he's been getting a little bit more involved, but I I mean, if they're on waivers and you want, if you have a spot, sure, you know, no harm, no foul. If you have anything left from uh, blowing everything on Zonovan and uh, whoever we talked about last week, but Je- Jeff yeah. Driscoll's their running back now. You know what they say when you have two quarterbacks, you have no None. quarterbacks. All right, hopefully everybody enjoyed this week's show. Let's go out there. If you don't have a bye week, advance to the semifinals, and I'm sure we're going to be talking about it nonstop in the Dynasty Theory Discord, which is in the Dynasty Theory Patreon. Completely free this month. Check it out. Uh, We'll give you an instant refund if you don't like it. Just bounce. Bounce. No hard feelings. Well, not many. For Mitch Sorensen, Dan LaMagna, I'm John Bauer. We'll see everybody next week. Good luck in week 15. Peace.